0: Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for whateverworks at mewe.com and get stuck in.
1: Hello. And I'm hello. back, and I've got Where
0: a much you? nicer sweater, and I'm not so hot. Where no are No hot you? flashes.
1: Hello, are you still can there? Can you hear me yet? What, yes, nice. hello, I'm back. Get yourself together, will you? Here. I'm all Preparation good. is the key here. Hello, everyone. We're back, <laughs> as you can hear. Aiden's just arrived. I was it's... wearing a chunky jumper. I had to take it off. I
0: was uh, overheating.
1: Uh, it, was, it was really hot in the night last night. I, I was throwing bedclothes off. It was so warm. I thought, good grief, that's the end of the winter, isn't it? Yeah, that's probably like minus two then in your world. <laughs> You're probably right. Show 179 we're on. It's the beginning of February. Can you believe it? And um, yes, we're moving forward show by show. Whateverworks.works is our website. Let's let's just go through this bit, shall we? <laughs> Whateverworks.works. Links to all the stuff we're going to talk about. And also, don't forget that we're in the MeWe group. And let us know whatever works in your life. We'll bring highlights of that to the show. Blah blah blah. AidanBell.com is at AidanBell.com. I mean, is where Aidan is, and <laughs> I'm at TedSalmon.com. Links that com links out to all everything from. Oh, you've heard this a hundred times, haven't you? I won't bore you any longer. Um, let's get on with it, shall we? <laughs> Anything going on in your life? I'm bald. Bald? <laughs> I'm I'm bald and I'm quite cold. Uh,
0: <laughs> let me explain, dear listener. I shaved all my why hair you need off. a jumper, isn't it? I talked to my agent. I said, listen, I'm pushing 60. I should be playing bit roles on Vera and Silent Witness and Casualty and um, all that kind of stuff. And he said, all right, get yourself a new showreel together. So I had a fabulous few days um, putting together, creating, writing, starring in and editing together a showreel to show myself off as an actor. And for one of the pieces, I wanted to do a a, a witch sat in a wood sort of. And I'm sitting in the wood, giving a monologue to the camera. Uh, So I cut my hair off. Because Mm. when I cut my hair off, I have big ears and I look weird, a bit like Riff Raff and Rocky Horror Show. And um, so (laughs) it's now growing back much too slowly. I cut it off about, I don't know, four or five days ago now and did the filming. And I'm absolutely delighted. Well worth doing. Very, very happy with it. Link available on request. Um, But I'm bald. I'm bald. and I've got to that point now. You know when you've cut any hair on your body and it just grows back the tiniest fraction and it's very rough.
1: Welcome to um, my world. Sorry? Welcome, Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, well, there you are. I do, yeah, well, I... I, I do this all the time. I'm always cutting my hair off. And letting oh, it right. Break. Oh, you know what I mean. You get that yeah, rough yeah. on the pillow day. Yeah, yeah, you do. And, yeah. and I, also, you, I get the itchy scalp day because I've got really greasy hair. So if I let it go too long, I start scratching my scalp. And I think, oh, no, it's time to get it off. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to spend some money on shampoo. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw your show reel. And it was really um, um, very funny and well done and, yeah, came across as very professionally put together. So presumably you then, your agent then shows that to people that might be interested. Basically, yes. yes. I'm
0: on a website called Spotlight, which anyone in okay. show business will have heard of, which is where all the actors congregate and you can see their photos and showreels and videos and audio files, etc. And I've added it to my profile on Spotlight. So indeed, as you say, my agent can now say to the producer of Silent Witness, oh, you must check out this wonderful weird guy with the big ears and the bald head yeah, you can see yeah. his video here and then hopefully they offer me a multi-million pound contract and i never have to record another podcast again
1: no i didn't say that i'm sorry <laughs> yes we'd still want you back here you know. oh bless you sir what have um, you been up to the thing is that i was going to suggest that we put a link to that in the show notes because it's i think people should watch it and i'm sure that everyone would enjoy it the whatever works crowd so let's do that very kind of you sir thank you um, me, no, nothing. An uh, uh, ordinary, uneventful existence, um, which is actually quite good. No COVID, no storms, no dentistry, no, <laughs> no frozen water, and no blazing sun. And now, which I'll come to later, a moped that starts when I turn the key. Yay! My demands are small, really. I, I, I'm just quite happy to plod along, as you know, and not do very much except the stuff that I do. There's some logic in there somewhere.
0: Do you know what? When I travel around with my 480 suitcases and keeping everything and doing this and can't survive without that, I often say I'd make a lousy Buddhist. You'd probably make a very good <laughs> Buddhist, Ted, actually. You sound like the complete opposite and the, something to strive for, a minimal what, existence.
1: i tell you what, I would really get bored, though. I, I think I would get bored if I didn't have connect- connectivity and I didn't have gadgets and I didn't yes. have we, and I didn't have podcasting to do. Um, I, I think I would get really bored. I filled in a survey this morning actually about technology and the impact it has on one's life and those those questions were being thrown at me so you know if this, if all this suddenly was disappeared would you be okay would you mind and actually I think I would because I'd be just so bored I'd have to think of other things to do like jigsawing or something
0: no, but you and I are of an age. We were born when there was no internet, and we saw it evolve, and yeah. we know that life can exist without it. But I think I'm the same as you, though. It's, we're doing better before at the top of the show, aren't we? Uh, you get to a point where you just think, I can't turn round and go back now. I've gone too far. I've tasted blood. I've tasted the blood of the interweb, yeah. and now yeah.
1: I can't turn round and go back. Yes, agreed. I, I, I might, I might actually get back into photography, which could be. I know that is technology as well, but go yeah, back to. It's not online technology, no. Yeah. No. So. I I, I might actually um, do that because I really in- used to enjoy that, and I've got out of that because I spend so much time doing other stuff. Um, but anyway, um, there you go. It's, that's the, the 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 life I've carved out for myself, and I'm not complaining in the slightest. And I have my lovely mum and dad around the corner, so we all have a lovely time. Let's get to some feedback from the group. Daniel Bemis from the good old U.S.A is talking about Migraine Buddy, which is an app. His wife uses this um, to track her migraines and headaches. It's a nice tool to have to record the amount you have each year for medical purposes. It even has an area to record where on your head the pain comes from. If you're connected, sorry, I'll say that again. If you're concerned (laughs) about getting too many migraines each year, this will give your GP a solid number to work with. And that is a very good idea. I didn't realise that I had um, migraines until recently. And I went to the optician with this visual disturbance thing. Mm-hmm. And the optician said to me, um, no, it's nothing to do with your eyes. It's, it's, it, that's neurological. You need to see your GP about that. Um, but I can assure you that it's a... Um, I showed her a picture of what I see. And she, she told me that, no, that's, that's, a, that's a migraine visual disturbance. And it's not going to do you any harm and you'll just see them, and they'll go away. And she was quite right, they do. I get one every six weeks or three months or something, and then after about half an hour it goes away, and then I get a headache afterwards. So it fits what she said exactly. My mother anyway.
0: gets something very similar, or indeed perhaps the self-same thing. Isn't it called a migranotaurus or something? Is that like a dinosaur. Migranosaurus, I think it's called, or something like that. I've not heard that word. Oh, well, there we go. Um, Jim Fowle brings us something very similar. The P&C water reminder, which you've Noted in our notes, looks as if it's only available for Apple users, though. Jim says, I have something similar. I suffer from an enlarged prostate and had to track my visits to the toilet. In reality, it's actually a water drinking reminder, a hydration monitor, but it was more useful for me for tracking. Well, there you go. I mean, we just talked about technology. There's both the migraine body and the water reminder, you know, technology uh,
1: to the rescue. What about your um, long Covid that you seem to still have? Is, Is there some way of tracking the symptoms for that? I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked into it, and
0: I have to say, um, thank you for asking. That uh, it's actually almost gone. I mean, oh, right. I am. am now and again, I'm conscious of a very slight tightness in my chest, and I am still a little bit more lethargic than I would like to be, which I do do put down to it. Um, yeah, you would think that
1: these days there would be a COVID tracker app for your phone, yeah, wouldn't yeah. you? Wouldn't we? I do lethargy really well. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kelly is next, and he is um, giving a shout out and thanks to Steve Litchfield. Who will be quick on this because we've done it before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve suggested uh, this Anchor Seven Three Seven Power Core Twenty Four K Power Bank, that outputs hundred and forty watts, which is really impressive and um, appealing to the likes of Steve and Chris. It's got this, and you probably it's got this kind of readout on the front, which gives you all the technical data. Oh about what, yes, what Geek doing, Heaven. <laughs> um anyway, Chris says this has now become my go-to power bank, so thanks to Steve, um, when I'm in need of a quick top-up. The mini display showing the chart uh, sorry the charge rate is quite addictive, a bit like watching the test card. It's reassuringly well built and it's too heavy and chunky to carry in a pocket, but it sits nicely in a travel travel tech pouch. I've paired it with the U-green Nexo hundred watt gan charger. Um, which we also covered in Tech Addicts and with Steve previously, um, which brings it back to full charge in a few hours. So, yeah, both of those items. I'll put links in the show notes. To them as I say, we have done them before, but they're very, very a good pair of devices. And my hundred watt um, GaN charger uh, is uh, is very, very good with um, charging phones quickly.
0: These fall absolutely into the category of the kind of device that I'd love to have, but I don't have a use case for, so I'd be wasting my money yeah sexy beautiful power banks that i really don't need Blah. no
1: no not the power bank but the charger um i would I, i've got power banks here as well that sit doing nothing but the charger i use daily virtually um and i'm, I'm beginning to charge my phone with the charger instead of putting it on a cheap charger to be honest but um because it's so quick and easy Um, But anyway, that's another topic for another day.
0: It is, but let me add on that topic. Since you recommended that lovely Nokia phone to me, I've never once had to plug it in. I stick it on the Qi charger at night and I pick it up in the morning and that's all the charge it needs. So God bless you for that, sir. Brilliant. I jumped on a bandwagon, Ted. Yeah. I bought an air fryer. Oh, right, yeah. I keep hearing people say, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You've got to have an air fryer. And so, of course, you know, I got bored. I got onto our favourite website. I started looking. I had another friend who particularly said, you really should get one of these, Aiden. And I asked, I quizzed him about it. I then listened to a podcast that I quite like, or radio programme, I should say, in fact, um, called Sliced Bread on Radio 4, where they look into various topics and, and try to oh, n- yeah. dr- drill down and see whether there's any truth in it. Where they say, is it sliced bread or BS? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And the air fryer comes out with gold stars all round from everywhere I turn. It's, it's wonderful. You, you, know, you know the air fryer concept. It's basically yeah, yeah. a small oven about the size of a microwave or possibly even smaller than. And it's, it's basically an air oven, isn't it? It's, an, it's a convection air oven, but a very small baby mini one. Mm. Um, we've had it for about a month, but I wanted to sort of try to get to know it because you know me and the the world's worst reviews by Aidan Bell. So I wanted to at least be able to come on there and say... I really am impressed with this thing. Uh, it has a what tray. Have you
1: done? What have you done in
0: it? What have I done in it? Well, let me tell you. I've done fish fingers. There's, a, there's an example. <laughs> well, I thought, I'd, I, I thought I'd pick fish fingers as an example because I was going to say that's one of my silly little guilty pleasures at night. I like to right. stick 12 fish fingers in the oven and then sit and pig on them in front of the TV. <laughs> and I wonder why I have a belly. Um, <laughs> I would put the oven on, heat it up for 10 minutes, put the fish fingers in, 12 minutes, turn them over, another 12 minutes, and then eat them. Yum, yum, yum. Lovely. So that's a total of what? Uh, 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 24, 34 minutes. Right. 34 minutes altogether with the hot oven. With the air fryer which I understand uses half the power of a... Roughly, roughly, toughly speaking, uses half the power of a conventional oven. I -hmm. put the air fryer on for two minutes to preheat. I then stick all 12 fish fingers in. I cook them for six minutes and they're done. So that's a total of eight minutes on time as opposed to 34. It's like a microwave, isn't it, really? and it, and the lovely thing is, unlike a microwave, the food comes out Crisp. Exactly, microwave food tends to be a little bit soggy, a little bit yeah, yuck, yeah. Uh, but food comes out of the air fryer beautiful and crisp and I've now, I tried a couple of beef burgers, I'm not a big beef burger eater, but I tried beef burgers, they came out beautifully, um, I've, tr- I've cooked fish in there, you wrap fish up in tin foil, you can stick that in there, and everything cooks in there in literally half the time or less than it takes yeah. in a conventional oven. We got a small one because it's just myself and my mother here, and often and it's more often than not. is actually just me on my own. So I found a four litre one made by Tifal, which cost 109 quid, which, yes, that is an expense. But we actually purchased it in the midst of the of the of the electricity crisis, really thinking this is going to save money pretty quickly. Mm. And I do believe that it's doing so, because, as I say, it's costing less than half to cook the food that we used to cook in the oven in the air fryer
1: it's 99 quid today
0: it's it's 90 it's come down even more and and it's also healthier than an oven in one respect because it's got a little tray at the bottom so all the fat disappears into and collects at the bottom so if you cook for instance a beef burger uh and you get you get a healthier meal out of it the one that i've got also it claims though i haven't tried it yet the grill at the bottom can be turned can be reversed, picked up, turned over and put back in again. And it's then got your conventional barbecue, whatever you call them, grill slots. So that when you cook a steak, for instance, it will have beautiful seared lines across it oh right okay um
1: it's got that what about cleaning presumably you you take the whole drawer out do you
0: yes i found conflicting information one piece of information says it is not dishwasher safe do not put it in the dishwasher and then other uh videos on youtube i have to confess say oh and it's all wonderfully dishwasher safe so i don't dishwasher it it's very very easy it's basically a a, a drawer like a drawer you keep your knickers in you just pull the drawer out take the the grill pit out of the bottom and then you can just wash it through and under the tap in the normal way the grill bit I think is definitely dishwasher safe and can go in Mm. um and I'm very very happy with it and it's quick I mean as I say I have this habit of eating late at night in front of telly and I mean another one of my favorites is um these uh chicken uh you know breaded chicken schnitzel oh, yeah. things that you can buy in the supermarket yeah. and they usually take sort of 20, 30 even 40 minutes in the oven to be nice and crisp as I like them. I can do them in the air fryer in about 15 minutes tops Chips? Chips, I haven't done chips yet. Um, we're not great chip eaters here but yes, I mean chips I believe is one of the, one of the major things you can cook in an air fryer
1: um, you're supposed to you're supposed to put a spoon of oil or something, aren't you? I
0: believe, yeah. I mean I haven't put anything on anything right. that I've cooked in there. It's got the only thing that is for me there's two downsides. First downside is it doesn't have knobs and buttons on it, which you know I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. there is an analogue version, but I did decide possibly wrongly to go for the digital version rather than the purely analog version um right. because it's more it's you know it's, it's, it's the updated version and it does more um so it, it's all touchscreen which i'm not a so big fan of and there's no instructions or rather there is an instruction manual <laughs> but the instruction manual is entirely pictorial uh,
1: there's right. barely uh, a yeah, word yeah. of any
0: language on the instruction manual yeah. and Back at me if I can understand what it means. Um it's got various presets. I mean there's little pictures on it of, you know, a piece of fish or a chicken or some bacon or a pizza or whatever. And the idea is you press that and it automatically gives you the temperature and timings for that dish. So you could argue, well, you don't need an instruction manual because that's how it works. But I want an instruction book to at least give me an indication. If you are cooking a piece of fish, this will generally take between this number and that number of minutes. You know, this is all information that I can certainly find out by researching on Google. Uh, But you would expect uh, a decent uh, piece of kitchen equipment. And it is indeed very decent. I'm very happy with it from a good mate like this to come with a little bit more. Uh, in- information and instruction, yeah, and just yeah, yeah. a set of pictures from a cave wall.
1: <laughs> I found that with um, kitchen items these days, more and more. Um, the example that comes to mind was the tap- Tassimo um, pod copy machine. There's the same thing. It's just all pictures and diagrams in the instructions in that. Mm-hmm but I guess they assume that you're not too stupid and you can work it out. Um, I found While you were talking, I found one that is significantly cheaper than your one, but it might be crap as well. It's 43 quid on Amazon, made by Salter, um, a two-litre one, um, and that has got, yeah, knobs and dials. So I'll link to that one as well. Can you see that? I
0: can see that, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument that perhaps I could have bought something like that. I went for TFL because I always like to go with a name that I know. Um, yeah. And also, at the time, I was thinking that I was going to put it underneath a shelf. So I didn't want knobs and dials on the top because I didn't think I'd be able to reach them. In fact, right. it's actually sitting on the working surface and knobs and dials on top would not have been a problem. So thanks for pointing that one out to me and pointing out I spent twice as much money as I need to have done.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I mean, if you look at the Salter one, the, the dial looks like it's one of those manual microwave ones, which means it might be a very, very manual timer that clicks down it might be yes which yes. means it's going to be much less accurate I would yeah guess. yeah yeah um for one i mean digital might be not do- knobs and dials that you like but at least yeah. you know it's going to be accurate the
0: real the one thing that is starting to pee me off a little bit is when you turn it on it defaults to 30 minutes Oh, right. and all the food that I'm cooking, I always start with a two-minute warm-up anyway, and then I cook for maybe four, five, eight, ten minutes max. So I'm yeah. always having to put my finger on the minus button and wait for it to run all the way back down to two again
1: okay. from 30,
0: which is a bit of a, nu- a nuisance. But again, I would think that an instruction manual might say, if you want to reset the predetermined time, do this, 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 and this. So it yeah. could be that it is possible to reduce that 30 down to a lower number, but because there's no
1: instructions, I don't know! That's very funny. Poor old Aidan. Can't work it out for himself. (laughs) Right, I'm going (laughs) to sulk and drink some tea. What have you got? I've got... um, We're back to Daniel Bemis again from the good old US of A. And a word that I can't possibly pronounce. You have a go. It looks like Schlager. It looks like a German word. Schlager. But Schlager Schlager. in
0: German means pop music, so I don't think it could be. Uh, Schlage call it
1: Schlage. This is this (laughs) You Schlage. (laughs) Okay, so it's a lock of some description, and it's a smart lock, and by by the looks of it, I think it replaces the bolt on your front door. So it says that you only only need a screwdriver to fit it. There's no wiring involved. Um, So I think you take the lock off your door and put this one in its place, and then it becomes a smart lock, and it lets you do all sorts of things, which Daniel goes on to say, Um, I can make a quick exit to the shop with no keys and come back with no hassle. I can tap in the number, and in i go if it's dark the numbers light up with the push of the um a button at the top of the icons Um, the lock itself gives you low battery warnings and delivers them to your phone when it's running out of battery the app can also open your door remotely using wi-fi it's encrypted bluetooth to protect your connection if you go out and the battery dies you still have a key lock to open it. Oh, I see. So in the middle of it, you, you, you can use a key to right, use it. Right, if in an, an emergency, yeah. 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 Um, so I guess you could hide that somewhere in the garden. Yeah. Um, it has one touch lock button, has 100 access code memory and it um, it receives um, notifications and customizable. Blah blah blah. It works with Amazon um, Alexa and with Google Assistant. Installs in minutes. And wait for it, <laughs> it's two hundred and forty-six dollars. I tried to find wow. one of these in the UK. He's linked to one um, that's yeah in the USA, obviously. I went to Amazon UK, and the closest I could find to it was three hundred and sixty-five quid. Goodness. But I do think that the one I found also has a camera built into it as well. So it might be... It probably is slightly different. But, yeah, it's a smart idea. Um, I think we have spoken briefly about this once before. Um, Things are just getting smarter, aren't they? Yes,
0: yes. And do you know what? The funny thing is, I love this and I'm conflicted. It's the kind of thing I would love to have... But, I mean, we actually did have to have a new lock fitted a few weeks ago, and we had it done by a locksmith for safety's sake. And I'm, it's just put me in mind, it's the security of your home. And I would be a little bit wary of, of certainly fitting it myself... I don't know. Right. The thing is, I love it. I love it. And if I had the chance, if I had 365 quid, I'd have one on the door tomorrow. Mm. Or would I? Or would I just think, you know what? Is this really safe? Is a clever burglar going to know how to put a, point a device at it and blah, 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 blah It just opens, yeah, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just worries they could, me. They could be in and away with your with your air fryer, couldn't they? Be silent.
0: Steve Steve Litchfield. <laughs> <laughs> Brings us Easy Sleep White Noise Machine, which is such an oxymoron if you're Aidan Bell. (laughs) (laughs) We have a dog, says Steve, with really good hearing. You think they're asleep, but the slightest household noise causes them to wake up. So this is actually a device on behalf of the dog, not of Steve. What we needed was some white noise to drown quiet and normal house sounds away. We tried apps on our phones, and they work well, but that ties up the phone, wears down their batteries, and probably wears out the speakers too. This white noise machine seems to be just the right price, at about twenty pounds. It had some decent reviews. There are twenty-five sounds, all of which are sensible and well thought out—waves, brook, gentle piano, etc. The speaker is easily good enough for the purpose, and it's mains powered, which is good because it means it will be turn on at night. It will be on for much of the night and the day. Other available units units have rechargeable batteries, so would run out in the middle of the night, no doubt. I'm very happy with this, says Steve. So clearly, this is to keep the dog from hearing various noises and causing yeah. it to jump up and start barking. Yeah. So in that respect, fantastic. But do you know what? I mean, if, if if I was within 100 miles of one of these things, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, as yeah, we yeah. know, I, personally, I'm that contradiction. If somebody drops a pin two streets away, it wakes me up. A bit like yeah. the dog,
1: really. <laughs> I sometimes have the radio on all night and I I think it's quite nice. I'm the opposite to you. Right. Um, I I have the radio on really, really quietly. And if I just kind of wake up, it's just nice to have some noise going on. So I do I I do empathize with the dog here. I'm I'm on the (laughs) dog side. (laughs) You know,
0: in my in my days of your touring, I might occasionally share a room with someone who, who would say, oh, do you mind if I just have the TV on while I fall asleep? And I would have to respond, well, all right, but I'll have to wait till you're asleep and then turn the yeah, TV yeah, off because yeah. don't expect me to fall asleep while it's on.
1: You're you're just you're you're just. I'm a just trouble, weird troublemaker. You are. I'm you're just a weird maker. I
0: like that, Stephen. If it stops the dog from
1: hearing the extraneous noises, then excellent, nice call. There's a big question in there also about rechargeable units. But Units with rechargeable batteries and units that are mains powered. And I, I completely get the point that Steve's making. Sometimes it's just better to have something that is not going to rely on a battery. That yeah, yeah, in yeah. three years time if it's a sealed unit you're going to have to just buy another one. Yes. Um. Or, or hopefully there's, there's batteries in it that are replaceable and you've got to hope at that point. But if it's mains powered and it doesn't need to get go anywhere particularly then why not just have it mains powered i suppose they're just trying to make sure that things are have got a shelf life and you'll have to you have to buy another one yeah yes
0: there is that you know when we put up our um when i put up the uh blink cameras the amazon blink cameras indoors i put I, i put them all on on mains and plug them in yeah. You know, to to 5 volt USB C. Even though they have batteries in them which claim to last for 2 years. I thought, well, what's the point? Just plug it into the wall and then I haven't got to think about it again.
1: Mhm. No, do you know what a carap is?
0: Yeah, you, it's an animal with a very long neck. <laughs> now you know why their necks are so long? Because their heads are so far from their bodies. Or or or
1: Right, a carafe is a um, thing that they put wine in right. in a restaurant, yes. restaurants, um, and it's kind of shaped going up at the top. Anyway, this mere insulated coffee carafe caught my eye this week because it's, it's a Kickstarter thing. Mm-hmm. 45 quid, um, and it's got its own set of scales in it. I'm not sure why that helps, really. But you make the, um, it's got a kind of V, v shape at the top, And you put your coffee on the top of it. And essentially, it's a flask, I suppose. It's double-walled, vacuum-insulated stainless steel. Um, and it'll keep your coffee hot for hours on end. So it is a flask, really. It's just that it's really, really nicely shaped. It caught my eye, and I thought, that's nice. I wouldn't mind one of those. Um, but 45 is quite a lot of money, I suppose. It's created with medical-grade eighteen-eight stainless steel with 100% post-consumer recycled plastic parts and is fully recyclable, therefore. Anyway, um... I just thought it looked nice, and it looks very stylish and classy. And if someone gave me £45, I wouldn't mind having one.
0: I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Yes, it is stylish and classy. It's certainly a sexy-looking thing. But to, I, I watched the video because I was a bit baffled. It's a thermos flask with a funnel on the top and a scale underneath. Yeah. And as you say, I really don't know what the scale is for, what the point of the scale is.
1: Because you put the um, filter in the top, and you, you pour the hot water into it through the coffee. And so you can measure how much coffee you've got in oh. the in the paper before you start pouring the yes, water. Yes, but
0: does anybody except Chris Kelly actually do that?
1: <laughs> I, I think it's quite cute, regardless. Of I, I your... agree
0: with you. I agree with you. I I think it is cute. And I, and if I had forty five quid to waste, I
1: would be happy to have one. But as <laughs> yes. I say,
0: it's a thermos flask with a funnel on the top of it.
1: <laughs> Perhaps I should have been in. I want one of those. I, I retract it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Chris Clayton brings us another backpack. What have, what have we started? It was Chris Kelly originally, wasn't it? And then I brought a couple of backpacks. Yeah, and yeah. now we just have a plethora of backpacks every show. Yeah. This one nice. is the Wondered Provoke, which I understand is to be pronounced Wondered Provoke, 331 sorry, litre photo bundle Sedona orange camera bag laptop. Mm-hmm. Chris says, I'm doing a fair bit of research This bag was... I did a fair bit of research and this bag was top of many of the best camera bag lists... I walk a lot, he says. The trip to my usual haunt of Brighton Beach is five miles round trip, so I felt it was worth it to spend a bit more to get something strong and comfortable. I agree, you get what you pay for. And I really can't fault this one, says Chris. The clamshell bag opens from the back to show the removable camera cube, ooh, with totally configurable cushioned compartments to fit your camera and lens. Very nice. There is a storage section above which can expand by a further nine litres with the rollable hood. There is a zipped side access to the camera cube and the flat back has two compartments for laptops and tablets. It's an apartment on your back. Plus, there's (laughs) countless further pockets and hidden compartments for whatever you need. The straps and back are very well padded and ventilated. It spreads the weight and doesn't chafe like cheaper bags. It does come at a cost, though. Are you sitting down, Ted? The bag is £230. And then then the camera cube is a further £90. So 320 (laughs) knicker in all.
1: Uh, But
0: for me, says Chris, it's a long-term investment that will accompany me on holidays and
1: walks for years to come. A bit like my rucksack I was telling you about, that my, my dad... Um, let me have. They've had that for decades. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And it was expensive. It was hundred and fifty quid or something. Yes. But it's just lasted forever. So I think Chris is right. I think Chris is
0: right. And if Chris could come onto the show in about twenty years' time and let us know if it's yeah. still going strong, no, I concur. It's an awful lot of money, but look at look what I spend on a coffee machine. If it's something that you love, that you're going to use, that you're going to enjoy, then as Steve used to say, with spending a grand on a phone, if it's something you're using all the time and you love it, then why not?
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. Well done, Chris. And he bought that from a shop that I used to go to in West Sussex um, called Park Cameras. Oh, I, I know to... Park Cameras. Do oh, you? yes. I used to hang out there so much. I, I used to, Before the days of the Internet and what have you and, and Amazon shopping, I just used to drive up there and I would just spend half a day there. Fitting around with oh, all the gear. Oh, do, you
0: know, do you know a company called Calumet? There was a sh- huge, oh, yeah, huge yeah. Calumet in London, King's Cross, I think. And I used to go yeah. there. And as you say, just walk around. Not, no intention of buying anything. Just go and enjoy yeah, the yeah. shop.
1: yeah. It was great. Ah, uh, better those before. The, better before. Great <laughs> days. Yeah, <laughs> really enjoyed my time doing that. Um, one quick tech item. I'll be quick. Paul Williams on the Anchor Power Bank five two one. Another power bank, <laughs> charger. I've been looking for a portable charger which allows pass-through charging to use at work. Apple's MagSafe charger is north of seventy quid. This anchor one is 20 quid. Actually, at the moment, it's 30. But um, if you wait for it to drop down in sales, mm-hmm. it will come back down to 20. It's 5,000 milliamp um, hours uh, in terms of storage. And it would charge his iPhone twice. Um, pretty much. Um, he's had it since the beginning of December, with no issues. It takes about five hours to charge, which is a bit slow, but there you go. Um, and also because of the MagSafe app, Apple stuff, um, you can cheat, use, it, use it as a cheap charger oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, has a waxy feel to it, which some people might not like, but it sits in my coat pocket, and I forget that I've got it with me, um, available for charging your phone if needed. So yeah, the Anchor stuff, as we know, is really good. This is the, the Powerbank 521 magnetic one so yeah thank you Paul Thank you. It's a a
0: power-centric show today, isn't it? It And I think there's more. Ian Watson brings us a multi-zone electric blanket. uh, Made of soft fleece material, says Ian. They claim it's 2p per hour to run, but that could now be out of date. Yes, I think (laughs) it could be, Ian. It's probably about 350 quid by now. (laughs) But anyway, certainly cheap to run. It has two heating zones, he says, upper and lower body, so it's good for cold feet. Oh, yes, please. It has dual remote control, so on a double bed, each side has its own independently controlled remote it has nine heat settings built in overheat protection, machine washable tie down and a tie down system keeps the blanket in place this sounds like the nuts for for electric blankets £90 for the king size we also have a couple of heated throws says Ian and have been comfortable in the summer house with minus one degree temperatures Ooh. Oh, you can't Presum- beat a lucky blanket. I'm still using mine, even in, even as the weather's
1: warming up now. I can't resist my electric blanket. Presumably, if you tie it down, it must be an under blanket. Yes, yes, indeed, yeah. yes, okay. yes. Because the, the the only time I've ever had an electric blanket, it was an over blanket, not an under one. Um, but yeah, I've never actually used. No, an I couldn't under imagine that.
0: I mean, it would be overkill for you to have an electric blanket,
1: wouldn't it? I mean, you. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, and we had proper winters. Um, It was actually really nice. I lived in this really, really cold house, and um, I I really enjoyed having that. Um, But yeah, it it actually, from what he's describing there, it's actually got four areas of control, hasn't it? Because each each person on each side has got feet. That's right. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's four. And not only that,
0: you got. I don't know whether the nine heat settings are between. You can have each one of the four zones at a different one of the nine heat settings. Probably not. That would be really
1: overkill. Yeah, yeah. But certainly, anyway, very nice. Certainly,
0: very um adjustable.
1: Very, very nice indeed. Thank you, Ian. Isn't it about time we had a jingle? I think it is. I wonder who bought it. Amazon Basics fifth. Actually, I wonder who bought it is not true because I know who bought it. It was me, mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, it's the Amazon basics, 15 mode bread maker. And the reason that she bought this was that that old, that old one, what was it? Morphe Richards yes. gave up the ghost after three years of service, which we spoke about on the show before. Um, this new one is smaller. And one of the reasons she liked it was because it is smaller And it's a very strange shape because it's upright. So when you put all the ingredients in it and stuff, you don't get a traditional-looking loaf of bread that's kind of sideways. You get it tall. Oh, I see. That's rather fun. (laughs) Really odd, and um, so the crust is at the top, but but you, when you're cutting it, you turn it on its side, so the crust is on the left or the right, right? Well, that's got, <laughs> do you know my mother would love that because
0: she doesn't like crust at all? So you just cut the crust away and it's yeah. gone, and the rest of the bread is nice and soft.
1: What a dreadful waste, anyway! It's a plastic body with lots of buttons and an LCD blue um light. She said that actually the, the the controls work very much like the last one she had, it makes two sizes of bread in the same way. You can do light meat medium or dark it's very neat and small which was the point I was making really yes um. And it, it, as I say, it does this upright bread. Uh, turn it on its side to cut it. You get squares. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one of the benefits of it, is that when you finish up with your loaf on its side and you cut slices, it ends up being square as opposed to... So the, the in the toaster, that works much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yes. Because um, otherwise, in the middle of your loaf, going the other way, it's a much taller bit of bread. Anyway... Um so there you go. Yeah, no. The paddle we spoke about the paddle getting stuck in the loaf before. Um and that happened again with this one as well. I think it must be a thing with these things because after a little while of using it, you know, after a few uses, it stops getting stuck in the in the loaf. Um, so I'm not, we really don't know what the magic is in, in terms of doing that. Um, we, we did think for a while that it was less likely to do it if you got the bread out straight away when it was still hot, but we're not really sure at all. But yeah, on both of our machines so far, the paddle, um, stuck sticks at first, but after a while it starts staying in the the bucket thingy. Anyway, we'll see how it goes on. Three years on, we'll ask her how she's doing with it um, and uh, see how we're, we're kind of, you know, doing uh, with, yes. Splendid. Okay, when we spoke about it before, we, I think it was Chris Kelly again who said that um, he'd bought a very expensive one, um, which no doubt at all is still going. And it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Because this was 50 quid. Um, The Morphe Richards one was, I think it was about 80 quid. So all in all, she's spent 130 quid so far. Um... And who's to say that in three years' time this might not knacker again? Chris's one is still going, and she's going to spend another fifty quid. Then she's up to two hundred. So she might have spent, might as well have spent two hundred on a, on a better one, I suppose. You get what you pay for. Indeed. The only time
0: the paddle gets stuck when I make bread is when, as I've talked about on the show, if I forget to put the yeast in and I make an unleavened loaf. which is delicious, but then the paddle always gets stuck. And I I nearly wrecked both the paddle and the bread knife once when I was slicing through the bread and couldn't think why the (laughs) knife wasn't going through. Mm. (laughs) I was trying to cut the
1: paddle in half. Anyway, there you go. Um, that was on my Amazon um, a bit of a cheat this time because I knew who it was, but I, I normally don't know who it is. Um, anyone that is buying from Amazon, please use my affiliate link because I get a few pennies. It makes no difference to you. All you need to do is go to tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK and then go surfing and buying. And the, you, the experience to you will be exactly the same as if you've gone in... Any other way. Um, but I get a few pennies from anything you buy. And I don't know who it is. So there you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ted's top tips. Ted's top tips. tips. How nice. to turn AAA batteries into AA's. Oh, magic, this magic. I can't believe this is safe to do this. But anyway, <laughs> this article that I picked up this week said that if you've got um, some uh, AAA, sorry, A batteries um, that run out and you haven't got any AA batteries to replace them, you can use AAAs because all you do is get some aluminium foil, stuff it between the positive and the end of the thingy, and it works. They've, they've gone and quoted some bloke from... Um, the um, iFixit website who confirms that this is safe to do pretty much and it's all right and it's that uh, the... the, the um The electricity issue is not uh, really an issue, and it seems to be... okay. I don't know, it sounds all a bit dodgy to me, doesn't it, to you? Actually, no, because I've spent my
0: life sticking little bits of tin tinfoil at the end of batteries to make them fit more snugly. Uh, So um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never Uh, actually used AAAs instead of AAs, but I can see the point. They'll run out much quicker, of course, because they haven't got the heft that the AA does, but no, I would have thought uh, that's quite safe.
1: Yeah, Fair enough. Oh, the other way you can do is um, you could buy from Amazon. Uh, after I saw this article, I went looking because someone suggested that there might be an adapter, and sure enough, there is. I've linked to one called Job Bay Open Adapter, and it's made for the job. It's made of plastic, and it, it's the size of an AA. And you stick your AAA inside it, and it does the job. Well, in my view, much more safely. But in your view, just as well. Well, you could buy one of those, <laughs> or you could just buy the right
0: size batteries in the first place. Yes,
1: that's true, I suppose. <laughs> still using, and still. Using.
0: I'm bringing something on for the second time again. I've done this before, but it's just if I've got something that's working so ruddy well that it can survive the course and come back a couple of years later as the second coming of still using, I think it warrants it. And this is the Noco Genius G750 UK battery maintainer. People may remember my sad tale way back in 2021 when I was having battery problems and had to buy a trickle charger because I've got a mysterious leak and still have on my car battery. And if I don't keep the battery trickle charged, it always goes flat and has to be jump started. So I bought this trickle charger for 29 quid at the time. Uh, This particular one actually isn't available anymore, but I'm there are. Myriad similar products out there around the 20, 30, 40, 50 quid mark. Um, I, bought, I bought it in 2021. I bought it back onto the show in April last year, 22, saying it was still going strong. Um, I recently actually my, my car battery, because of this fault, finally gave up the ghost and died a few weeks back. And I had to replace the battery. And I'm still using this battery maintainer on the new one. It's utterly um, automatic. All you do is you connect red to red to positive and black to negative and plug it in and it trickle charges your battery. It it automatically detects whether it's either a six or a 12 volt battery. It won't overcharge. Uh, it's got built in intelligence, so it knows what it's doing and it stops charging when it has to. Uh, and it's fabulous. And I've been using it for what, three years nearly now. And... Um, very happy with it indeed. And I believe that you had your sad story last week, last show about your bike and you were waiting for them to come and deliver a charger to you. I assume it was something very similar to this that you had delivered.
1: I'll come to that a bit later. But for the meantime, I'll tell you about the Optimate 4, which again, Chris Kelly, record number of nods to Chris Kelly on this show. Um, the Optimate 4 was uh, the, the, the thing that I had to use to do the same to my battery as you did. Yes. Um, and it's a charger and an optimizer and it's very, very smart. You, you plug it in this thing, or, you know, you clip it onto the battery. Yes. Um, it initially goes through this routine of, um, dancing to the tune of recovering the battery. If it's really knackered like mine was. Um, so it goes through that recovery period. It works out about whether it's able to recover it or not. In my case, it was, um, and, uh, it, it then it then once it's, it's done that it then goes into this trickle optimizing stage like yours, <laughs> um, and it and it keeps it topped up and makes sure that it's good. And sure enough, um, I did all this and took it off um, charge, put it on my bike, and it fired first time. So obviously cold during the, the what we spoke about last time. Cold is an issue with with mopeds and motorbikes, but having a knacker battery doesn't help at all. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and whoever I spoke to about this were really surprised that after three years I, I haven't had to have a new battery. So um, th- this is an interesting question. Apparently, when you buy a new battery, and I haven't asked Chris about this yet, um, someone said to me, you've got to make sure that it's not a dry battery, because if it's a dry one, you've got to put the acid in yourself, which sounds all a bit dangerous to me. When I last bought a car battery, not a moped battery, um, I never had to do that. You, it was bought, charged, and ready to go. W- what about you? Yes,
0: I mean, I had mine. I have. We have a local tyre place that I've been using for, for years and years and years, and I took it in there, and they do batteries, and they did it for me. I mean, I just sat in the waiting room and had a cup of coffee, and they said, your car's ready, so, oh, and okay. off I drove, so... Um, I well, guess that's a snob's you, way of doing it. But no, I'm sure... I, I, I haven't heard of that myself, that you have apparent, to actually top up
1: the acid. Well, apparently, if you not top it up, put it in. Oh, right, yeah. Apparently, if you buy one from Amazon, for example, then it comes with the bit, the stuff that you... Oh, God. You, you put in. Anyway, I mean, I don't know if that's Eww. true. I, I'm going to ask yeah. Chris about it. Yeah. This OptiMate 4, anyway, really good. Worked really well. Um, 66 quid, it was. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that. And it you know works really well so that's all i have to say about it really well th- uh,
0: that one sounds a little bit a little bit more a little bit cleverer a bit more bells and whistles than mine because mine is purely a trickle charge and also i assume you don't have to continually trickle charge yours now your battery has been brought back to life and it's in your bike and and it's running whereas with mine if i didn't keep it plugged in every day then it would only take a couple of days for the battery to go flat again it actually feels like i'm driving an electric car cuz i
1: come home and i plug my car in before i go indoors this is this is <laughs> This is what I don't know yet because I, I, th- I think if I had a brand new battery, I, I yes, I wouldn't have to do that, but right? I, I'm not sure because everyone says that um, three years old battery, yeah. is probably knackered anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure how much maintenance I'm gonna to have to do with it, but we'll see. I've got it now, so if it happens again, I can just plug it in and we can see where we go, or the, at that point, go and buy a new one. Yes, I suppose.
0: yes, indeed. I guess time will tell. I'll keep this one quick because it's <laughs> quite niche. Bracket uh, wire connectors, uh, commonly known as chocolate block connection. I've used these since I was a kid. My dad taught me about chocolate block, which is basically oh, a yeah. tiny little piece of plastic with, a, with two screws. And you can stick a wire in one end and a wire in the other end and do the two screws up. And voila, you've got a connection. And yeah. I have been using chocolate block and wrapping it up with black sticky um, electric tape for more years than I care to divulge. Um, I needed some the other day. I actually can't even remember what I needed them for now. Um, but I jumped on Amazon because I was in... Uh, I could have... There was a reason why I couldn't go to a hardware store because I am, as COVID gets further and further into the rearview mirror, I'm really, unbecoming am becoming an advocate of go to a shop. Don't buy everything on Amazon, for goodness sake. But I do remember that for some reason, Amazon was the, the, the best choice at the time. So I jumped on and I found £4.95 bought me a pack of 24 each of two sizes. So... Um, that's a lot. They worked out at about 10p a pop, so they're as cheap as chips for you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're available in the real world. Screwfix, B&Q, that sort of place. You can get them. Um, and that's or, really... Arkwrights. Or, or, or Arkwrights. Or Arkwrights. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, that that's it, really. I mean, if I had... 10p for every piece of chocolate block that i have used since i was a teenager i could probably buy the sage oracle coffee machine that i so lust after (laughs) um these are great they're great fun any you know whether you're talking simple safe and easy playing around five volts or whether you're talking 240 mains chocolate block is the way to go when you need to get a good safe connection going
1: down at Arkwright's um, hardware store at the Triangle in Southampton, they, we used to go in and he'd have drawers full of these and you, you'd just buy one or two oh, for is, like uh, a, ha- a halfpenny or, or four a penny. Yes, <laughs> yes. I
0: mean, the closest we had in modern times was Maplin's, wasn't it? And they've gone the way yeah, of the Lodo now yeah. as well. Very yeah. sad.
1: Shame. Huh. What you got? Daniel Bemis is back. Oh, With spring plates and now snowman plates. Again, just a reminder that Daniel is in um the USA. He's got this shop called Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree Store, and he's got these plates for one dollar twenty five each. Um and he likes to swap them around for seasonal reasons yes. and to keep keep the table cheerful. Um and yeah, so apparently this Dollar Tree um keeps the cost down of New crockery. He's got um, bowls and plates and um, oblong plates. I'm not quite sure what that's about, but they are nicely, cheerfully painted and can come out at the nice time of the year. That one of them's got lemons on them, and one's got snowmen. Um, I went on a search for these in like we've got places like pound shops. That's in right. The UK. Yeah, yeah. But if all else fails, I did, I'll put a link in the show notes to the IKEA again because IKEA um, they haven't got. Those patterns all over them and pictures. But the IKEA, IKEA dinnerware sets, some of those are really, really cheap. So, same sort of prices, as Daniel's saying, for the Dollar Tree store. So, um, yeah, if you're in the UK, follow the link to IKEA if you want some crockery. And uh, good prices indeed. You've sort of answered
0: my question because I was going to say, it doesn't, Daniel
1: doesn't seem to indicate what these are made of. You think
0: these are crockery that Daniel's bought rather than plastic.
1: Oh yeah, no, I don't think that. I think he would have said it to her. Yes,
0: yeah, no, they're 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 very nice. And as you say, we have something something We don't have the lovely snowman and lemon designs here, but um, excellent.
1: I like I like the IKEA ones. I I particularly like the stew bowls, which you put your winter warmer in them. Lovely. (laughs) I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. I don't think I could begin to
0: pronounce this. S Z. (laughs) E-M-P-T-Y. Zempty. I bring you a Zempty lithium rechargeable AA batteries. It's the battery show today, isn't it, Ted? Now, listen, um, there's two things. First of all, I'm probably slightly abusing the I want one of those concept here because actually at 20 quid, I could afford this. But I don't know that I really want to, because the second thing is I could be very late to this party anyway. This may be something that you go, oh, God, I've known about this for years. But I've discovered something really cute, which is rechargeable batteries. But the re- they, don't have a, they don't have a charging unit. The recharge source is plugged directly into the battery. So you have a double A battery with a tiny little, I think it's USB-C, socket female and you just plug a USB-C into it and charge the battery um and that appealed to me that would make me think well perhaps because i've never been a fan of 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 rechargeables i've never sort of got into the habit of using rechargeable batteries but that this could be something that would change that because i do find that rather neat that you don't need to put the batteries into a charger and plug the charger into the wall you simply plug the charger directly into the batteries now am i late to this party have you heard of this before
1: yeah and i've got some bad news for you what's that um Steve Litchfield got some of these and um, given to him. It wasn't this make, right. so it could be really screwy. He sent me some of these and I tried to use them and they took forever to charge and they only lasted about 10 minutes when they were fully charged. Um, they were clearly some kind of cheap Chinese knock-off stuff. Right. Uh, now, your empty ones might be different to that um, and they might be um, more decently done. But um, yeah, we had these ones. In fact, the ones that Steve sent me didn't have a USB C. You actually flipped the top off. And when you flipped the top off, you had a USB A. Oh, plug, goodness. And you just plugged it into, the, into a usb on the computer or whatever. Um, so, the same principle though. Because um, you, you've got to have room in there, not only for the battery cells, but also for the charging business.
0: So, presumably that's why they wouldn't be so good as normal yeah, batteries because yeah. they're taking up a lot of space with all the charging gubbins.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I just didn't trust them. I thought, yeah, they look really dodgy to me. I wouldn't trust them leaving the house and leaving them charging. All right, silly <laughs> idea. I don't want one of those at all. Any, after but, all. But we, we'll give, it, we'll give <laughs> Another shout out to um, Anyloop ones though. Anyloop batteries are just great. So um, if you're going to have rechargeable batteries, try Anyloop. N E N E L O O P. Okay. And they're, they're staggeringly good. They're ever so well reviewed and I've been using them for years. And they're a, bit, a little bit more expensive than most, but they're really, really good. I thank you. Okay. Now you're going to have to help me pronouncing this word again because I keep wanting to say Caribina. Oh, Caribina. Carabiner. Why what, what don't they spell things properly? Right. Here's an everyday carry multi-tool that you can clip onto anything. A caribin, Carabiner... <laughs> we right? will get there. Yes. <laughs> won't won't keep you secure, secure climbing mountains. so It's not that kind of thing. But it is a multifunction gadget that works as a little um, a knife and hex socket and a wrench and just a, a bunch of tools. Um, when I first saw this uh, come along on the um, interwebs, um, I thought that it was, you know, a great big, huge thing. Then I suddenly saw this picture of somebody with it in his hand and it's, it doesn't even fill up the palm of his hand. Um and so you can use this thing as a carib- carabiner, um, but you can also use it as a kind of little multi-tool with the various tools on it that will help you out. It looks really nice. Um, you can also use it as a key ring if you want to. Very, very neat, but it is 50 quid. I mean, it's made of um, uh, uh, titanium, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really nice little thing. But, um, yeah, it's quite expensive. And so that's why it's in I Want One of Those. It's very cute. Again, I wouldn't have the use case for it at all, but
0: it's very Maybe nice. On, then. It's very um, two,
1: nice. <laughs> I've got two two record players. Sorry um, to keep bringing record players on, but I do love them so. I'll be quick. The first one, for $600, oh. is a classy-looking upright record player. Um, I, I really can't see the point particularly of playing records upright unless you've got a real space problem. Um, but it's just really cute, and it looks really nice and really well done. And the other one is a... Um, portable record player, which means you can take it to the beach. It's got a twelve-hour battery, Bluetooth support, <laughs> and you can take it to the beach with you, with your with your record collection in your car, presumably. And you can put this thing over your shoulder. It's got a strap, and when you get there, you can play your records. It just sounds mad, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Two novelty record players, which um, one of one of which really expensive. This one, the portable one, I think is two hundred dollars. But that other one, the upright six. Six hundred dollars. That looks like it's probably more like a bit of decent kit, whereas the portable record player will probably gouge your records to bits anyway.
0: I can um, see you in another universe as the irritating teenager <laughs> getting on the bus with the ghetto blaster, except <laughs> that the ghetto blaster is actually a record, player, a record player on your Yay. shoulder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just two fun ones, which would be great if I had pots of money. Uh, of course, I'd have one. <laughs>
0: Google Assistant asking follow-up questions based on its answers. Now, we know that Google Assistant has a rather nice feature, if you want to use it, where you can have what I think they call continued conversation. So you can say, how old is Ted Salmon? Ted Salmon is 32. Where does he live? And then it will yeah, say, yeah, get yeah. lost, I'm not telling you where he lives. But Google has now started asking me questions. Oh! I will say, for instance, how old is Ted Salmon? Ted Salmon is 32. People also ask me, what podcasts podcast would you like me to tell you? And I say, no, I wouldn't. And it's doing it more and more often now. And um, I've checked in my settings and continued conversation is switched off. (laughs) But as I say, I will say to Google something like, could you tell me the phone number of the dentist? You can reach the dentist on this, 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 this number. People also ask me what kind of dentistry they need when they reach the age of 50. Would you like me to give you the answer? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I just want. And what's really annoying is you might just ask it something quickly while you've paused the television or ask somebody to wait for a moment. And then you carry on your conversation and Google starts to get confused because it thinks it's asked you, you do you want to tell? It's just annoying. It's just I wish Google would answer the question you've asked it and then shut up. <laughs>
1: I, I do think that the follow-on thingy, the continuous thingy, is, is quite handy. So how tall is the Eiffel Tower? Oh, thanks. And who who built yes, it? And yes, yes. What, what year was it? You know, um, you, you don't have to keep... Making the same, you know, the same yes, bass line. Yes. So I do get that, but I've never heard it do this to me. I mean, I I'm not a big user of it like you are. So maybe I just haven't given it an, a a big enough chance to hear that. Right. But I haven't heard that as well. I'm trying to think of an example.
0: No, I'm trying to think. I think it probably was an age thing, because quite often I'm curious to know how old somebody is. So you right. might start, you might ask it, how old is the king? And it might tell you, and then it might say, people also ask me, when is the date of the coronation? Would you like me to tell you?
1: I'll try that. I'll, I'll test that out, because I've never heard it. Yeah, yeah, OK. But anyway, you can just be annoyed with it. That's what's nurking me this week. Infuriating. What's you. Yes, I'm infuri- what's infuriating you, sir? <laughs> Well, it's a a very sad tale of the Flintshire motorcycles, which in the last show was a gold star. Not the Gold Star Motorcycle Company. When we were talking on the last show, I was waiting for them, as you said earlier in the show, to bring me this charger. Yes. On the um, Friday evening, they said they'll bring it about um, uh, late afternoon. Didn't turn up. So I phoned them up Saturday morning, said they didn't turn up. And they said, oh, sorry about that. He forgot to put it in the in the van. Um, he'll bring it tonight on Saturday. Um, and, you know, really sorry, blah, blah, blah. And so he'll come this evening, same time. Didn't turn up. So then I emailed them on Saturday evening to say, oh, well, that's two days you said they're coming and he hasn't turned up. What's going on? You know, I've given you a gold star on the last show, yeah. you gits. <laughs> um, and I, so I waited for, till Monday, obviously, because it was then the weekend, and um, waited for a response. Nothing. At two o'clock in the afternoon, I phoned them up and said, why haven't I, I sent you any? E, no, oh, sorry, we haven't checked our emails yet. Oh. Um, And I said, you know, I told him the story instead. He said, well, the bloke that um, was supposed to be bringing it only works Wednesday to Saturday, so I can't reach him to find out what happened. I said, forget it. You know, I know what it is I've got to get. Um, So I called up Chris Kelly, who told me what... um, to order, like I said earlier, yes. and I did that. And it arrived the next day, and Fanny Giran, as previously described, I got it all sorted. But I was just really disappointed, having been so full of praise for Flintshire Motorcycles, to then be completely let down. Yes. And, you know, yeah. I, just a shame, I think.
0: But you know what? That is an interesting example of how you can't expect any company to be either perfect all the time or lousy all the time. There will always yeah. be fluctuations.
1: Yeah, I suppose You know, so.
0: I mean, you know, you know, one minute the post is getting gold stars and the next minute the post is in room 101. But as we've said, it depends on who you have on what day. Yeah. You know, perhaps if the man had remembered to put the battery in his in his van that first night, he would have given them another gold star. Yeah. Still, at least you got it sorted out in the end, Ted. Yeah, yeah, I did. and um, We'll come to that in a second as well. Ian Barton would like to put into room
1: 101 Amazon. Not again. <laughs> It must be a record. Whatever works. Who's they, got the most hits in Room 101? It's got to be Amazon. But there
0: again, it? I rest my case. We've often given stars to Amazon in the past, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, Ian yeah. says, I ordered a NAS drive yesterday. Oh, I've got one of those fabulous things. It was going to be delivered today, he says, and because it was relatively expensive, Amazon sent me a three-digit security code, which I had to give to the delivery agent. I've never had one of those. I'm still waiting to get one. However, mm. no estimated time of delivery or ability to track the delivery. We were out when the driver attempted to deliver. If Amazon does this on a regular basis, I shall start ordering things that cost a few quid more from other sellers that track your delivery via a carrier like DPD that gives you an ETA and online tracking.
1: Yeah. I guess that I, I Amazon would argue, well, you know, it's free. DVD will charge you eight quid to deliver it. But also,
0: I would argue that I can track my Amazon. Maybe this was a particular item that wasn't trackable. I mean, I have often tracked and it'll come up saying your driver is three stops away,
1: you know, and all of this. There was talk in the group about the possibility of the fact that it might be with their switch over to electric vehicles Ah. um, from from uh, ordinary ones. But but Ian poo pooed that. He said, "No, this wasn't. It was a anyway." You know, I I do. There was there, there was mixed reaction to that. Some people were saying that they still did see the mapping. I ordered something the next day after Ian put this in the group. And there, was, there definitely wasn't any map tracking on mine. So, I don't know, maybe it depends on where you live and whether it's being sent out by a certain uh, warehouse. Yes, yeah, so or whether the delivery
0: know. driver remembered to put the battery in the van that powers the thing that gives you the signal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Ian, I hope your NAS drive's arrived because it's a fabulous thing. You'll enjoy it very much it when did. it does. It did arrive. Oh, it did! And
1: it, it, because the, the, the end of that tale was that the, the following day he was indeed given a two-hour slot um, by Amazon um, when he had to re- reorganise the delivery. So it showed they could do it, really. Chris Kelly, then last mention. 22 mentions later <laughs> just just generally for all the previous mentions that I've had about this and motorcycle and battery and optimizers and chargers I, I just phoned up chris um he he was so um, helpful um you know i i, I, I sometimes I, I know that he's the man for motorbikes and coffee and he knows all about it. But sometimes I think that you know it wasn't that long ago that I would have kind of got on with it myself. And I did wonder about as I get older, maybe my confidence is going. But I, I knew that I could just phone up Chris and he would have all the answers, and he did. Um, but I do, yeah. The, the 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 other side of that was, um, you know, perhaps I should have been more resourceful myself and done it myself. But anyway, laying that aside, um, due to my networking. And, and and knowing the people in we Chris Kelly came up trumps. He led me by the hand through exactly what to order. When the thing arrived, I was still too sick to work out how to work it with all the lights. So I sent him the manual and the two of us were on the phone together. Like, right, if that light comes on, then that means that. And if that light comes on, that means that. And of course, the manual was a bit like yours. It was all diagrams. Um, so it was a bit difficult to decipher, but he was good at it, and so yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, um, gold star to you.
0: Definitely, he's a very good egizar, Chris. I'm glad that worked out for you. And, T- and Ted, there's nought wrong with having a guru. I mean, as you could testify, the number of times I've contacted you with stupid, inane schoolboy questions about <laughs> mobile phones. How do I turn it on? You know. What <laughs> <I mean?
1: laughs> so- yeah. It is nice to have a network of people that you can rely on. Um, it's just that I, I reflected afterwards and I thought, yeah, I was being a bit dappy, really, because all the instructions were there for me to see. And I probably, if I'd been younger, I would have just worked it out for myself. But I suppose networking means you don't have to. And, and it's nice to talk to people as well. Chris is one that likes to pick up the phone and make an old-fashioned phone call, which is really nice. And there's
0: not wrong with a good old natter as well.
1: Indeed, which we've been doing for the last hour, so we'll leave you in peace, good listeners. And promise you that we'll be back in two weeks. No, actually, we won't promise you.
0: (laughs) Not with me around, no.
1: If we've got (laughs) enough to talk about and Aidan's not gone off on a holiday somewhere, then we'll be back in two weeks' time. WhateverWorks.Works is where you'll find all the stuff we've been talking about, links and all that, and in your podcatcher too. AidanBell.com is for Aidan. TedSalmon.com is for me, where you'll find links to all the MeWe groups and all the audio podcasts, the other stuff we do. And that's about it. Anything else from you? I'm excited.
0: This is show 179, so you know what that means, don't you? 180!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up to the hockey. You've got to be a certain age to get that one. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks, everyone. Thank you for your support. Do let us know whatever works in your life in the MeWe group and we'll bring all that to the next show and the show after that and the show after that. One last thing to say, Aidan. Don't forget... Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: better go and take a tablet. <laughs>